in my shows Everybody put their hands up like a smart kid in chemistry class God damn it's too easy I ain't stopping no other option presented Authentic with all these written. Though really this shit is simple Too easy I'ma go on tour Every show is doing numbers Cause futuristic is popping like a pimp Too easy I'ma take the girl with all them curves Who got the smile on her face Accent and with the Too easy What's going on Silverbacks? It's Adam and Phil here again uh, got another podcast episode Dos Dos uh, Two um, we're with Jason this time, uh, another one of our sponsored athletes, and uh, we asked him a bunch of questions about lifting, his time in the Marine Corps, kind of what he does for fun. Uh, so stay tuned, and uh, hope you enjoy it. How's your weekend been? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get any training in? Uh, yeah, I bent a little bit yesterday. Um, tried to. I think I went a little brave. I guess I had some energy yesterday, so try to max out. Missed my 390 by like that much. Ah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I know that feeling. <laughs> how you guys doing? Good, man. Yeah, I just I think we benched yesterday too, and or sorry, squatted yesterday, and then just taking today off. So yeah, it's, um, looking forward to a few rest days now. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, got to meet coming up next week, so we're just be resting pretty much all week so it's gonna be pretty easy for us <laughs> yeah um what do you have planned for the rest of the week as far as your training goes it sounds like you're feeling a bit better with the squats and stuff uh see squats i thought it was and then i started looking at the depth i'm like i'm not happy with it you know, i'd rather be like another inch below parallel to make sure it's definitive. Yeah. my last meet i actually got um flagged i think all three attempts for for depth oh wow so, yeah I, I don't want to make sure it's, you know, definitive every time I get down at all, you know, make sure my hips are below. So I actually just ordered a pair of uh, uh, Adidas Power Shoes. Nice. So, like the, the old school ones. So yeah. Kind of help, hopefully it'll help uh, get me down in a hole a little better. That's awesome, but, man. Yeah, I think uh, mobility is one of those things that, uh, especially for squat depth, it's, it's one of those things that, if you, uh, I know personally, if you don't keep up with it all the time, then it can catch up to you, you know? Yeah, man. I know exactly how that feels. <laughs> how many meets have you competed in before? Is it just that uh, one? Three. Or three? Oh, nice. Yeah, so, um, my last meet was May of last year, of 2015. And, uh, it did do so well. I think I got four to nine altogether, so... Kind of disappointed with that. It was just, it was a odd set of circumstances that happened. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I never looked in an afternoon before, so I've always been a morning lifter. Oh, yeah. So that threw me off, I think. Um, and then the warm up area was very small. It was making like this tiny CrossFit gym. So, and there was probably, it had to be at least 40 lifters <laughs> in tiny little area wow. to warm up at the same time. So it was, uh, it was a little nuts, but, uh, the federations, they're good, they're solid, they're, uh, they're they're quick, they run their meets very well, you know, so I stick with them because of that, but uh, That's cool. change that venue a little bit. But, uh, How were the previous two before that? Um, PRs pretty... every time. Oh, um, nice, and, yeah. So, but those were both morning lifts, so <clears throat> well, I don't use that excuse. I know I should be lifting, you know, whenever they tell me to lift, but um, I got to, those, those were actually a lot better. Uh, my first meet, obviously, you know, the PR every time um, when you get on there. But the second one was uh, probably a 30-pound 30, 30 PR for squat. Wow. Um, bench has always been a problem for me. Um, <laughs> I think I, as 
being an average guy, I have really short legs, so I can't get my, my feet down. Yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> but then uh, deadlift, I think, went up another uh, maybe 30 pounds there, too. But then when I got to that third meet uh, last May, it just everything just fell apart for me. And it actually was a good thing because it, it kind of teaches you how to deal with kind of the quicksand effect. Yeah. Uh, how everything just kind of uh, unraveled real quick and just falls apart and, you know, try to get your mind. And that I didn't, I didn't know how to deal with that. So I think my mind unraveled too quickly. So I couldn't right. back from it too properly. Um, but it, it's a, it, was a, it was a learning experience. And, you know, I did injure myself at the meet, though. Um, so I had to take off the okay. second half of the year. And, yeah. um, so I'm planning again another May meet this, this year. And awesome. And hopefully kick some ass. That's great. What uh, what kind of goals do you have for the meet then? My goals right now, um, I was aiming for a six twenty five squat, um, at the at the meet in May. I missed it, so I opened with five eighty five. Got flagged for one light on depth, so I'm aiming for six twenty five this time around. I did change my form, so I had to kind of test myself to see if I can still hold on to that that six twenty five goal. My bench, I want my 400. I want that 400. I want that 405. Um, and then my, my poles, I'm looking for about 605 on poles. Um, nice, dude. Yeah, so it'll be about 25 pound PR on a deadlift. But that's my goal. I want to break in the 1600s and then hopefully be like a high 1600 by the end of the year with another meet. That's huge. That's great. Yeah. yeah. What's your kind of strategy for meets? Do you try and do one once a year, or once every six months, or just when there's someone around? I try to do at least two a year. Um, that gives you, you know, a good solid training. Um, I try to train. I've been training about sixteen weeks out for a meet, and then I realized how old I was, so I started backing down a little bit. Um, I go down. I'm just, this next time around, I'm do about twelve weeks for the, the full training, and just knock it down a little bit. Um, I was trying to do multiple meets last year. Um, I was aiming for about three. I wanted to. I do mostly um, RPS as my federation. Right. Okay. So I'm just trying to break in the USPA as well, and that's in, in May. I injured myself, so I had to back out of the USPA one as well. But um, I can try. I'm going to try to aim for at least three this year, uh, just to see if I can pull it off. Nice. Uh, so I figure, you know, being almost 35, we're going to catch up with young bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, do you have kind of like a strategy down pat now for how you prepare for the meet? Um, What's that look like? I do um, I do a little bit of um, initially no. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I follow uh, I follow a gentleman. His name is Brian Schwab. He runs uh, Orlando Barbell. Okay. Um, solid lifter. He's been doing it for twenty plus years. Has like twenty five world records. Wow. Um, he's like one sixty five and. He's just, he's just a monster that yeah, yeah. <laughs> weight class. But he uh, came up with this program called Minimalist Method or M2 Method. And it kind of focuses on uh, getting to the point of your workout as quick as possible. Oh, okay. A lot of people preach volume, volume, volume. This guy is the exact opposite. He does, you know, his his first week will be five reps, and that's you just go down from there. You're not doing six to eight, um, oh, okay. especially with uh, an old body like my own, myself. Plus, then he focuses on um, a lot of uh, block work, so okay. high holes, you know, squatting the high boxes. And I used his program the my second and third meet, and I would right. just know the games like right off the bat. And then a lot of that nice. that um, sticky point work is 
man. Yeah. But uh, I follow him mostly. I started trying to do my own thing, and I realized, you know, hitting those full depth and full range of motion wasn't working out for me so much. So I was kind of wearing it down. Yeah. Um, so kind of focus. I'm not going to go back to him, to his method. Um, I think I should start training about two weeks. There's There should be a mate come out uh, first or second week of May once I nail down that date. Cool. I'll, I'll let you guys know when that is. Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. Yeah. So what kind of uh, what kind of setbacks have you had? I know you mentioned you've had some injuries and stuff, and so how did you get through that? I mean, for a lot of people, I think that could be that could be pretty discouraging and you know pretty pretty bad for people's progress. So how how did you move past that? Um, it's mostly stubbornness. I guess it was the easiest <laughs> way to put it. Um, I'm, I'm the type of person that if I can find a way to work around a problem, I'll do it. Which you know. For most, a lot of lifters and a lot of the, the guys that have been doing it for you know, decades, they, it's probably not the best way to do it. But, um, for example, um, the last meet I did, I strained my right knee, um, one of the ligaments in my knee doing my last deadlift attempt. And so I kind of try to just back off from doing deadlift. I try to let it yeah. feel. Um, maybe just kept closer to, actually I changed my form. I went back, I went to a conventional form to kind of take the pressure off my knee. I trained that oh, okay. way for four months. But I figure at least if I don't stick with conventional, at least I'll have a bigger, stronger back because of it. Yep. So, um, and then a week after I strained my knee, I actually um, strained my left shoulder as well doing bench press. Damn. Uh, yeah, so I'm just like, <laughs> but uh, with that one, I kind of, I stick with the, the block work again. I kind of just did a lot of mobility work, um, kind of just strengthened it out, talked to a couple people who, you know, were bigger benches than me and, you know, they've been doing it for, you know, decades themselves and seeing what they did. Some stretching exercises, make sure I warmed it up um, a lot more proficiently than I was doing before. Nice. And just kept going and kept, kept pushing. Um, and I think that with, you know, finding ways to adapt around a problem and then knowing your limitations on top of that. Like, I can, I'll tell you when I get on a bench, I can, I know that um, I don't have a lot of time to do a whole lot of reps because I know my shoulders will start breaking down. Right. Um, and I just have to get in there, you know, hit what I can um, and then kind of just do a lot more accessory work, you know, whether it's right. pressers or dumbbell presses or, you know, tricep work and stuff like that. Cool. The, the deadlifts were the same way. Um, I got to just kind of like let my knee heal. You know, I went back to conventional. Um, I thought I was actually going to stick with conventional for a while. Then I realized uh, it's not the, the most best form for me. I, mean, right. I didn't feel like I was pulling as hard or had the same um, tightness doing conventional. Right. And I didn't do sumo, so I eventually went back. I do feel in my knee every once in a while, you know, um, so that's kind of thing I just have to work. I have to know if if I feel that pull, I have yeah. to judge myself and then, you know, kind of just stop and be like, you know what, live the fight another day. Kind of yeah, yeah, definitely. Makes sense. Um, kind of going like all the way back to when you, when did you like first start lifting? Um, okay, so. Like why um, kind of thing? I think I first started about two years ago. It was actually literally January 1st, 2014. That's when I started. I woke up. Oh, nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a powerlifter this year. <laughs> I just went forward with it. Yeah, sweet. I actually started lifting when I was 15, um, way back in the day, so you know, 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> so mom dropped me off at the YMCA, and nothing else better to do. So I just learned how to start lifting. I've been doing it all through 
high school, um, went into the Marine Corps a little bit, had to change my, my focus a little bit because there are a lot more calisthenics and, you know, right. running and stuff like that. Um, got out of the Corps, kind of just uh, dicked around with it for a little bit, and then I got into uh, bodybuilding when I was about 27. Oh, wow, cool. Uh, did that for about two and a half years, and that was um, that was a different experience, um, different training style. Um, it was cool seeing veins. It was cool <laughs> seeing like striations, but you can only squat like 135 pounds because you're completely depleted. It kind of is like, well, you're a giant pussy, believe yeah. <laughs> But um, so yeah, and then I kind of just dropped off of that, and then picked up powerlifting, you know, two years ago, and stuck in. And this is what I should have been doing when I was in New Jersey, trying to pick up chicks and yeah, yeah. <laughs> as possible. But uh, so this is what I should have been doing. And, that, that's what's one of my regrets is actually not starting this a whole lot sooner. So. Right, yeah. How did you find, like, how did you learn about bodybuilding as far as, like, the dieting and the training and stuff? Was that all your own research? Did you have friends doing that? So, my first uh, show was, um, I, I, had, I got kind of convinced by a guy who ended up being a giant tool bag, but I actually Damn. ended up taking his advice and his training and paying him, and he... he I think it was about 16 weeks I started. I took his advice and took his diet. I ended up his diet was what he gave to like figure women. So I was eating like 1,700 calories a day. Oh shit! Yeah. So completely depleted, and uh, I started asking around. Um, it's in Jersey, bodybuilding is just it's you know everywhere. So yeah. just started asking other people and see what they said. And I started taking their advice and redid my diet. Um, and after my first show, I dropped him, and I did the next three shows on my own. Oh, nice. And I just kind of kind of just went with it and researched and found it worked and tested it. Um, I'm kind of the guy that just, like, flies by the seat of his pants. Like, powerlifting's the same way. I don't live yeah. in the powerlifting gym. I live on a military base. Oh, okay. So the people I can actually get to and talk to are even more limited than a commercial gym. Right. So a lot of the stuff I do, I look on. YouTube, I look on Instagram, I, I look on like Elite FTS and websites like that, and I kind of just research and see what they said about it, and if it works for me, then I'll try it, and if it doesn't, I scratch it, I find something else. Cool. Um, like a lot of programs, I tried um, a lot of different programs before I got to Minimalist Method, right. um, but a lot of them were just all volume, and I know my body couldn't take it, you know, um, so it's just kind of, it's a learning thing for me. No, I'm only yeah. two years in, so I still gotta kind of figure out what works for me the best. For sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Powerlifting, I think, is one of those sports or one of those uh, one of those things where it just takes time. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience to figure out what works for you, because yeah. uh, I don't think anyone steps into the gym the first time and figures out their perfect form for squat, bench, and deadlift. Right? Like, it takes sometimes it takes years and. If you change weight classes, that can affect how you uh, how you lift as well. So, and it's good to ha- good to see that, or you know, it's good to have that kind of realization that you need that patience. You need to kind of uh, be willing to to make changes as you go along. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and going and and just day by day and lift by lift and trying to get that you know that that perfect form every single time. I think that what they say it takes. Um, a thousand reps for muscle memory to change. So yeah. every time I find something new, I'm like, okay. Damn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Yeah. What kind of training did you do in the Marine Corps? And- um, I 
office at the powerlifting. <laughs> lots of lots of reps, lots of uh, calisthenics. I mean, I I don't want to say I was always in trouble, but I mean, <laughs> there was a lot of times where I didn't realize how many push-ups I was doing. So you know, I was actually I couldn't move anymore. But um, it was a lot of making sure your body was in shape. You know, being staying active. Um, mostly bodyweight work, calisthenics. Um, shit ton of running I can oh, tell yeah. you I hate running like, yeah like it's like the dumbest thing to me yeah a lot of running a lot of hiking um, just a lot of being like physical um, I actually went through their Marine Corps much larger program and I thought that, that was four weeks was actually tougher than boot camp it just wow. body hardening and, and being up and it was probably like November so we're outside in like t-shirts and it was just Jeez. freezing and you're still banging each other in forearms and inside your legs, kind of dead in nerves. I'm like, Oof. maybe I shouldn't have done this. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Um, it was definitely an experience. Um, but that's kind of stuff that we did, kind of stuff that they make basically kind of train as if, you know, if you were you know, going in and, into, you know, a crowded city, you have to be, you know, on your game and, and right. learn how to uh, uh, stay on point. I did a lot of more uh, troop transport, so I wasn't really the, the boots on the ground. But I, you know, we got the guys there. We did a lot of training, um, going from like baby ships and sitting in the ocean waves and wow. getting completely soaked and um, getting to the beach and dropping these guys off and you know sure. doing uh, maneuvers. And it was actually it's actually fun when you actually use it, but it's so it's so often that you don't like. I, I wanted to train like every month, but then. In order to train, you got to make sure the vehicle's on, on point, and it's just, it's it's long, it's, but it was it's definitely rewarding. I look back on it, I smile. Yeah. It, it's, it sucked a lot of days, but it, it was definitely worth it. Yeah, to know you got through it, I'm sure, is a big accomplishment. Builds a lot of mental toughness and character to be able to go through all that. It must be crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Crazy is what you do when you get in, and then you become unstable once you're actually in. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. So, what kind of uh, what's your I guess lifestyle like then, Jay? Like, what kind of uh, what kind of things are you doing uh, other than lifting? Like, so I mean, a lot of people I think we wish we just could lift and that's it, but unfortunately, that's not how things work. <laughs> I, there were days where I was like, I look good enough to be a fitness model. Why can't I just get paid? To do <laughs> um, I actually do multiple things. I, I I have to work. I work on a military base. Um, so I do that majority of my week. Um, after that, it's hanging with the family. I got two kids and a wife. So um, my wife's very understanding of what I do now. She, she hated the bodybuilding because I was always in the gym. Yeah. And, you know, and you get in and out within an hour and a half and nice, still yeah. you know you don't have to be there all the time um i spend a lot of time either with homework <laughs> or um watching movies i love movies dude i love <laughs> just sitting on the couch and just vegging out and just being like involved in the movie but um powerlifting and then movies and then I watch a lot of I watch football when it's on. I'm very into football. I, I follow cool. the 49ers with everything I have. So, um, if Chip Kelly sees this, I hope the guy this, this team turn around. And yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of what I do. I'm not a big party guy. I don't 
really go out and uh, try to get drunk and, and try to do stupid stuff. And you know, I, I did that in my Marine Corps days, and you know, now it's time to actually be an adult and settle down, <laughs> try to make money. Um, I'm actually also trying to start my own business um, in uh, real estate investments. Oh, awesome. So I'm working on that, writing business plans, and you know, getting uh, all the necessary forms in to get that started. But um, essentially, I do want to own and, and run my own business days and by the time I'm 40, just be working for myself and I to wake up. And, That's and awesome. Yeah. Else. So, yeah. That sounds like a great goal. Yeah. yeah. What about uh, what about your diet and nutrition right now? I mean, I know you've got you said you want to do a meet in May. So, uh, do you plan on doing anything uh, special or different than what you're doing right now for for that? My diet is um, kind of a joke. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, all right. So I started. I actually tried so many different diets, um, especially with bodybuilding. I thought I can actually translate it over to powerlifting. I found that to be absolutely incorrect. So I've done everything from high protein to high carbs to high fats and combination of three. What I do now, I do intermittent fasting. Um, it's kind of, it was, it's not exactly overly popular. It's, uh, I know Ronda Rousey used to do it for her, her fights, but essentially what I do is I eat eight hours out of the day and then fast the other 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of helps me kind of just keep my, my eating under control because I know that if I start at 12, then I have to be done by 8 o'clock or right. I'll punch myself. Like but, um, but in that time frame, eight, eight hour time frame, I kind of just eat um, what I feel is convenient more than anything else. Yeah. Um, I compete in the 275 class, and I'm right now sitting about 268, 269. So I, my focus was when I went in my first powerlifting meet was not worry about your weight. And that's what everybody told me was not worry about your weight, compete where you compete. So I actually did my first meet at 240. Um, and a half so I got the 242 class and then after that I just started eating and eating and eating and then eventually got up and just stayed with the 275 class and I think I'm just a little comfortable being there instead of you know trying to strain myself to get down to a weight class Um, I think that's kind of more important especially for the beginning people and um, there's actually a a buddy of mine I'm trying to convince to get into powerlifting so I've had him tag along but he was always concerned about he's he's dropped like 30 pounds already and wants to get down like another 20 I'm like if you want to compete just eat normally and eat yeah. you know compete where you compete you know, don't worry about the weight you know you're not um, your first meet you're not going to be trying to be a professional or, or go out there and you know kick everybody's ass you just want to see how it is you know understand the speed of the meet and, and, and get that focus down but um topic. Um, what I eat uh, mostly is anything that's convenient to me. Um, I have uh, I eat a lot of pasta. Uh, I think there's a lot. It's a lot of calories. Um, I Barilla makes this protein plus pasta. I, I just found like a month ago. I thought it was the best thing in the world. So I'm eating carbs and I'm eating protein like that. So um, I do that. Um, and anything that's kind of just just easy to make. Uh, I used to spend hours on some days meal prepping and, and counting calories and, and macros and you know making sure my chicken was exactly eight and a half ounces if it's eight point six I got to slice that little edge off. Uh, yeah. I did that for so long and I think I've been through like three food calculator scales and uh, I kind of just let that go and I kind of just focus on staying within about three thousand four thousand calories. So on training days I do four thousand and then three thousand for the 
the off training phase. And I kind of just keep everything the same. I know I should probably like drop my carbs on certain days and have higher fats and stuff like that. And just, you know, yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of just focused on you know just being strong and, and feeding myself that way. That's the best part about powerlifting, I think, is we can eat pretty much whatever we want and not have to worry too much, you know. So. Uh, what kind of are you doing any supplements like protein powders or creatine or anything? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do creatine. Um, I do micronized creatine, so I try to get best bang yeah. for your buck. So, and then uh, branch chains. I do about 15 grams of branch chains a day, about five grams of creatine. Uh, I take a multivitamin. I and I don't do coffee. I don't like the taste of coffee, so I do caffeine pills. Nice. Yeah. So that pill, yeah, that's all I do for my pre workout is just straight caffeine pill. Yeah. Um, I don't needing all this hype and hoopla about free workouts and stuff like that. I just yeah. feel like it, I've done it before and I tried it and it kind of works for a week and then it just stops. So I'm just yeah. like, caffeine pills, you get 100 cups of coffee for five bucks, I'm good. <laughs> then I, do, um, I just recently started taking um, joint medication, um, like uh, glucosamine and MSM and take a combination of all that stuff. You guys aren't 30 yet, right? No, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> when did you start hitting 30, man? <laughs> so I started, you know, I started taking that, and it's, it's been helping me out, especially with my, my knees, you know, helping me out. Um, that's all I take. I don't I don't focus too much on the supplements. Um, I used to be a big supplement whore back when I was, you know, bodybuilding, and before then I would, you know, spend $100 a month and get, you know, everything I do and creative and, and on the market, and I'm just like, all right, well, now I'm just going to cut everything back. I do take protein powder once in a while. I have it. Um, but with the diet, I really don't need it that much. So right. I, I kind of focus on getting all of my nutrition through solid food. kind of helps me yeah. out as well. So. That makes sense. Yeah, so uh, outside of the compound movements, what are your, what are your favorite accessory movements, uh, whether for you know squat or bench or deadlift? All right, so for squat... Um, I'm a big advocate for high bar squats. I fucking hate front bar squats. <laughs> I, I can't hold a bar. I can't do yeah. that whole, whole thing. Where yeah. yeah. Up, up this not um, flexible enough. So I do high bar squats to try to get the same effort. I'm just on the top of my, my quads. Um, I do, for bench, I have this um, this rope. Um, essentially, I bought a piece of rope in my Home Depot, and I put it into like two loops. And um, essentially, it works both your grip and your your tricep at the same time. So you have to focus on squeezing while actually um, doing extension. Okay. Um, so it kind of does a dual effort. The same thing as you know, maybe actually a bench press, and that that should kick my ass the first time I did it. And I've been trying to get up there as, as hard as possible. But I love tricep extensions. Um, I actually like love to do bicep curls too because yeah. the bigger your arm, the more you know. You have that uh, that cushion there. You know to go as deep, but um, I actually injured my forearm too recently, and I have no idea how I did it. But I can't Weird. sweep well, and so I've been I had to tweak my forearm on bench a little bit to keep my wrist straighter. I've been cranking them back a little bit, so I'm not too happy with that. But it's another work in progress. For uh, for sumos for my deadlifts, I um I do high box stuff. Um, I kind of started showing my Instagram videos the um, the the Louis Simmons pulls where you kind of sit on a chair, you sit back and come back up. Yeah, right. I, that motion has been 
killer for me to actually kind of get my mind focused on how I actually should be pulling. Um, but on top of that, I do some some hamstring work. Um, I, I use the vagina machine a lot, the <laughs> adduction thing. So yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love using that. Yeah, I mean, uh, on top of my cables, I makes my vagina strong. <laughs> a lot of the accessory stuff on bench so I do I do some some lower back work like a reverse leg deadlifts and stuff like that um, I do f- for bench floor presses one of my staples I started using a lot more uh, dumbbells um, to kind of build an overall chest um, stronger um, but yeah I mean that's kind of narrows it down um, accessory work I I wish I had more time for it so I lift in the morning so by the time I get to the gym I have my an hour so about 45 minutes of that goes towards the compound movement make sure I can at least get through my main list so I actually got to start focusing on that um, plus the mobility work too man so I'm telling oh, yeah. you the are great but getting old and getting unflexible is not, it's not great <laughs> what's uh, your favorite lift of the three squats yeah and um, I'm a squatter um, I I never was a big bencher um, I usually do a lot of dumbbell work before I went into powerlifting so it, it's benching sucks for me so I gotta get that up and then deadlifts I've been squatting since I was like 15 so squatting just nice. natural having the, the weight on my shoulder it just it, it feels like home to me but when it comes to deadlift and getting that, the weight off the floor I'm like why the fuck do people like this thing yeah. <laughs> like, I can't oh, yeah. <laughs> I think maybe but um yeah it's, I'm definitely squats all the way yeah sumo's the worst feels like this takes forever to break that weight off the floor like that's what the one good thing about videotaping myself I found is at least it doesn't look quite as slow on film, even though it feels like ten years in your head. Um, but yeah, um, what kind of tips and cues have worked for you? For kind of looking at each lift that like helped you the most. Okay. Um, okay, for squats, um, the biggest thing for me was tightness, and I think that's kind of where. I started failing at some of my squats. Um, the making sure you have uh, a push-out stomach, not just full of air, but making sure that you're, you're actually flexing your stomach out. Right. Um, if you understand where, if you're, you're coming forward a little bit on the squat, you have that that cushion as your center point of gravity or your center point of your your body, um, and coming down there. Um, I don't I don't keep like a tight um, grip on my squats. I actually go all the way out to, to the end of the bar. Right. Um, I just don't have the flexibility to do that. So I have to remind myself that as soon as I get that, as soon as I'm starting to get underneath the bar, I kind of get myself, get everything tight up top and then get the air out. Um, especially you, a lot of people forget too is that when you unrack the weight, you have to unrack it as if you're actually doing a squat. Because a lot of people, I, like I've seen it myself, People will get underneath them, unrack it, and then all of a sudden they get injured because right. you know or they just like lose focus. They don't realize how heavy the weight can actually be. Um, like, like I've, I've done, I've sat there and held six hundred, and and it get gets heavy. But if you don't do it properly, as if the lift off is just as important as a squat, I think that's what a lot of people they lose their focus a little bit there. Um, so those were the that was a cue for squats. I think that's yeah. the thing. It was the lift off uh, and, and walking out. 
I, the guy I'm training now, I actually have to teach him to slow down. Um, as soon as he arrives the weights, he tries to get in the position as quick as possible. I'm like, slow down, let the weight settle, take yeah. your necessary steps back, you know, don't rush it because it, once if you go a little too fast, you know, that weight will drop or you just won't get set, you know, you'll have to readjust. So get used to the walking out and lifting off. And um, I love doing those um, those on racks where you just hold it for 30 seconds and you see your entire body shake like you're in an earthquake. Love that. That's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> Bench press. Um, I'm probably the last person on earth that actually has for cues. Um, I'm still trying to adjust my form and figure out. Um, I've been going out and sliding my hands out a little bit, trying to get closer to rings. Um, for me, my biggest cue was getting my, my shoulder blade puck under. Yeah. Um, as soon as I get set up, you know, I, I, I do my hands first. And once my hands are settled, they don't ever move. And then I readjust my upper back. I dig into that bench you know, as best as I can. And then get my ass down on the bench and then once I set up I redig my shoulder my shoulder blades in and I actually kind of um change the way I unrack the, the bar doing it because I'm a little more like locked in this way because of my shoulder blades. I used to be all the way out here and I had to readjust. So getting that set up and getting your shoulder blades tucked into your into your ass and then um just getting that just getting dig into the bench. Um the other cue I have to remember with or uh, um, is the, the leg drive. Yeah. Um, big, I keep forgetting the leg drive. I keep forgetting I have legs on the bench. So um, I started watching videos from like Aristotle and yeah, um, nice. what he says about the bench. And he says, um, as soon as you unrack the weight, you know, put 50% of your leg drive into unracking the weight and holding the bar there. And as you know, the closer it comes down, your leg drive is 60, 70, 80, 90. Right. And once you get to your the hole, you know, drive through. So my leg drive is probably one of my um, worst key things to remember, but uh, yeah. you know, work on it, get those thousand reps in. You know, it might change eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, deadlifts. Um, um, see, I've just changed my form recently too on that as well. So before, when I was doing deadlifts, my I was always sumo. I would always take you know and breathe my pull my gut out and push it against the belt. Um, and I would, you know, do this exaggerate movement where I, you know, throw my arms up in the air and lock my back in and just I, coming back to it, it kind of looked ridiculous. So, um, what I started doing now is just making sure my hands are locked in, um, and making sure that your, whatever hand is underhand is a half inch out because of the way just naturally your arm comes out, you know, against your body. Just making sure that arm is out a little bit more. Um, and then, um, locking the back in, taking that breath of air in. Um, I started following and watching Chris Duffin a little bit more with his sumo squats. Nice, yeah. or, uh, or sumo pulls. That man is amazing. Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so I started watching his form, and um, again, it's just set up getting getting your feet, you know, exactly where it needs to be in the bar, and then um, that one cue with the, the underhand going out a little bit further on the bar. That was kind of a nice touch. Um, I didn't learn that for like a year. But my hands were always really close in. Yeah, I haven't heard of that till now. Actually, that's really interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, just the way that your body comes out. So, and women have to go out even further, obviously. Oh yeah, right. Um, and then keeping your back locked up. And um, I actually used to have to curve my back a little bit. So my instead of my back being straight, my back would curve a little bit to kind of keep my chest up. Um, and I did that same thing on squats too. So what I was trying to do is actually keep a more straighter spine and. Uh, 
try to keep everything in one line and keep my backlog better that, that way. And I, I think I'm seeing a little more improvement that way. Um, instead of trying to curve, you know, um, bar pass have been improving a little bit too with the, the straight spine too. Yeah, cool. So, uh, we did talk about your meats, so, but what are your, uh, we asked Brett the same question, what's your iron cred, what are your best, uh, meat and, uh, gym lifts? Iron cred, I like that. Um, <laughs> so, in the gym, my best squat was 625, um, my best yeah. bench was 385 for gym, yeah, and... My best sumo pull was, uh, I think it was 580 or 585 for the gym. So on the meets, on the meat platform, they're not too much different. Uh, well, the squatting, I, my best squat was 585. Mm -hmm. um, the best bench was 355. And then my best sumo pull was 580. So, nice. yeah, I mean, I try to That's keep, solid. I try to train as if, you know, it's kind of my mentality, you know, if you, um, especially with benching, I actually started wearing a belt now because when I get yeah. to the meet, and you guys have done it too, like you get done squats and your back is just taxed, and oh, an yeah. hour where you got to go bench as hard as you can. I'm trying to get that form, you know, try to scrump, you know, crunch up like a like a big U, you know, and you put all that pressure in your lower back. So I started wearing my belt again. So I train as if um, I just got to actually get a little more energy. <laughs> and yeah. It's not a, you know, jelly sandwiches aren't cutting anymore. <laughs> Have you found, like, any, like, sort of mental barriers with hitting weights? Like, I found, like, hitting, like, four plates, five plates, even, like, six plates, it's kind of like a mental thing almost. Like, how have you worked through those and, like, dealt with that, I guess? Or have you had issues with that? No, mental is, I'm, I'm very hard on myself, so mental is a big part of, of powerlifting is that's a good question. Um, when it comes to the weights, I, um, especially the gym, I try not to focus on it. Um, yeah. I know in the gym it's it's a training environment, so if I don't hit it, I don't hit it. You know, at least right. I'm able to unrack it or break the floor or you know break the hole a little bit on the bench and, and get you know at least find some positive in it. Um, at least initially with the first time of going around, I mean, the first time you ever hit four plates on the bench or, you know, six plates on the, on the squat, um, just knowing that you tried it once and they know where you're at with it. Um, um, I used to be very um, hype when I get to, to a lift. Like, yeah. I, I squatted you before. Um, I would get to the bar and I was like, shake it like I was an ultimate warrior and then try to get my head around it and wrap around it. And... I actually read an article that you shouldn't do that because at the time of the meet, you're going to need that energy and that focus. And if you put that into the time of the meet instead of the time, every time you get to the gym, you're actually going to probably increase your adrenaline levels by doing it. So I get to, when I get to the bar, um, I kind of just focus on technique and, and getting everything I need to do. And it's just mechanical. So um, if I'm pulling, like I'll put, I'll make sure that my, my calves are on the ring. Um, I'll make sure that I, I get that my hands set up correctly, yeah. right? and um, I'll do. I'll make sure I get you know everything tight, get slack out of the bar, get through all my mechanism, mechanism, mechanism. But I, I feel that if I do that constantly, you know, by thousand reps and constant hitting and hitting and hitting, and by the time the meat comes, then I got all that down packed, and then I can add the adrenaline and the and the the um, 
the experience, the atmosphere to that lift. Right. Um, and I think I can just I can nail, nail out of the park. Yeah. So, so for the mental game, I try not to, to focus on it. I try just to get down the technique and the mechanics. And um, if I hit it, if I hit it, I don't, I don't. And then I try to hit every rep in, in right. you know, for before I meet. Um, sometimes it works. Most of the time it doesn't. <laughs> so um, the closer you get to those goals, it just damn. Yeah. I think this number. <laughs> you know? But um, so that's why I try to focus on. You know, like I've. I try to break sixth place on a sumo deadlift forever, and it, I can do it, you know, um, from like a one block. But then I get to the floor, it's like, fuck, oh, man, it's, it was so much easier two inches above. Why can't I just do it? Yeah, now? yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, what's kind of your, I guess, powerlifting goals for the next one to five years? Are you gonna kind of stay your same weight class and just increase weights, or what's your goal? Yeah, so. Um, like my goal for this year was to definitely break 1600. Um, I, that was my goal for last year, and then the injuries came about. So, um, getting to 1600 range for this year, um, I feel like I'm on path to do that a lot better um, this time around. Taking all you know the second half of last year off, and then basically just kind of just going through um, a little bit of motions, getting my accessories down. I feel like I can hit that. 1650, 1675 mark by the end of the year. Nice. Um, within five years, I'm 40 by then. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, basically, um, I think by the time the 40 mark comes around, I think I can be pretty, probably one of the, the better. Um, is that even still a submaster? Is that even masters in that by that point? I think it's a master category, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I can be one of the better masters in the country. I mean, I don't see myself stopping with powerlifting anytime soon, you know. Um, everybody has injuries. Everybody has has things we got to deal with. But honestly, I'm I plan on pushing. I plan on going. I plan on seeing how far I can take this. Yeah, man. I know. I say I'm I'm old as fuck right now, but you know, my old as fuck status um, is is good because I didn't actually start powerlifting when I was 21. So I don't have you know 15, 60 years of, of beat down on my body. Um, so I can actually say. I'll get two years of beat down. Maybe I can keep up, and by the time yep. I'm fifty, I can complain about it a little more. You know, <laughs> but um, that's my goal in the next five years, man. I, I want to actually um, get just strong as fuck. Stay at yeah, two seventy five. I think I'm, I'm good at two seventy five. Um, just add more more muscle to my frame. Um, get my numbers up. I think by the time I get to forty, I think I can still be one of the most competitive guys in the country, and uh, start getting. Um, some uh, some numbers and some boards, man. Yeah, man, that's exciting. Powerlifting watch a little bit. There you go. <laughs> you talk about getting <clears throat> powerlifting, you get beat up pretty often. I think myself include like just after time after time of working out and doing like high reps for like deload weeks. Do you have those like scheduled in, or do you kind of just like listen to your body and see how you're feeling, and then just take a week off, or or what's your kind of like mindset for deload weeks? Deload. Um, <clears throat> I, I kind of I do them sometimes. Usually, my first meets I did, I took just a complete week off. So I would train um, heavy as fuck as I could up until a week before the meet, and then that that week before the meet, I just took off like you're doing now. Um, I don't really, I never really focus on deload. So I tried it. Um, I tried it last May. I tried to actually add yeah. a deload week in there. Um, just cut everything in half, and I didn't like it. I didn't like. Um, kind of just not training all the way up until the end. I, it's, yeah. it's 
I think it just fucked with me mentally, and I wanted to actually just get in there and just push and pull and, and just do everything I could as strong as possible, and then come to a complete halt. Like you know, it's kind of the way I like doing things. I don't really like deep load training. I I I, I kind of focus on just getting there, making seeing my max lifts a week before the meet. That way, I can at least get my mind wrapped around um, knowing where I can aim and my openers. Free. Yeah. Um. So and so, I don't really deload. I'm probably gonna get back to not doing that. I kind of just take it all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, then take that last week off and just you know sit on the couch and try to get my mind wrapped around getting you know on that step platform and just fucking that bar up the best I yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's awesome. Um, breaking through plateaus. Do you have a, have you hit plateaus in the past? And if so, like how kind of you've worked through those? Plateaus suck, man. Like, yeah, the fucking worst. <laughs> they they come up very often. Like I said, I, I, I've been trying to get that fucking 400 on bench. I've been yeah. trying to make, you know, 600 on, on poles. Um, the best way to do get to a plateau for me is just starting over um, and, and coming back down a little bit, um, finding what works, getting some more volume in. Like if like I'm, I'm, if I'm stuck at 585, six plates and I just can't nail it, I'll come back down to 500 and start working on the form and start getting stronger again. Maybe adding, if I can hit 505, maybe I can add two more reps in there and see what I can do with that. And just resetting myself. Um, and then doing some accessory work too. Getting some, if I know where I'm weak at, like if it's breaking the floor, I'll start, I'll just stop pulling um, to, uh, you know, from the floor altogether. I might do some deficit stuff. Or if it's locking out, I'll just add more, you know, block work in there, yeah. and uh, just keep pushing it out. And then I'll just stay away from that or I'll stay away from bench for a while, and I'll just do accessory work um, until I feel like, like I'm blowing past all the accessory work, and it's pointless to me. I'll get back on the bench, or that feeling where I just want to get back on the bench, but yeah. I know I'm gonna fucking wait up again, you know. So that's how, that's what I'm working, and that's why you know the buddy of mine tell me he he hits these plateaus. I'm like, all right, just back off a little bit. You know, reset yourself, get back to a lighter weight, you know, work on your technique, and then start climbing back up again. Um, and that's kind of how I've broken through, you know, some stuff. My first my first meet, I was playing for a 500 deadlift, and the week before, I hit 525, so I was like, all right, well, I mean, I gotta, I gotta redo this again, so, but, um, yeah, it's kind of what I tell myself. Cool, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, start back over and move from there. Um, I know you said you, when you're lifting, you're trying to get too hyped up and you're trying to more focus on your technique and stuff. Do you ever listen to like any type of certain music to get you pumped up or when you're in the gym? Or um, That's also, I'm, I'm a weird bird when it comes to that. Um, I, I, I listen to rock. I try to find some, yeah. some rock stuff um, and some, I don't want to say classical rock. I don't want to say insult anybody that's older than me, but, <laughs> you know, um, I try to find songs that nobody's heard of. Um, well, almost nobody's heard of. Like my probably my favorite song right now is um, uh, "How You Like Me Now" by The Heavy, um, okay. and that song is everywhere now. But you know, I try to find songs that kind of just kind of have that strong bass and strong beat. Yeah. And sometimes I just I just feel like like I'm in a good mood. And I just want to move. So like I have uh, Stevie Wonder Superstition on my playlist. Like I'll have uh, um, I have more of a plug making trainer. <laughs> like it's it's nice. weird, weird for me. But when it comes down to like getting in there and getting, getting solid like I, I listen to a lot something with heavy bass and heavy beats and um it's not so much the lyrics as long as I can I can feel the thump in my head yeah. 
that's that's what I need to hear, you know. But uh, it's mostly rock, a little bit of. I used to do a little, a lot of um, Motown, and then you know, I lost the whole playlist and I got real sad. But <laughs> <laughs> and then um, that's that's basically it. So cool. Well, I think that's most of our questions. Maybe we'll end off on uh, who you think is going to win the Super Bowl uh, next weekend. Panthers, man. It's all about the Panthers. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I have to agree. That is time. I hope you guys are Broncos fans, but I just can't see Manny doing it again. I don't want to do it. Cam, <laughs> no Panthers. Yeah, man. Cool. Right All right. Well, thanks for your time, dude. It was nice to finally uh, kind of meet you over at least somewhat face to face. Yeah, I guess enjoy the rest of your weekend, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, man. See you later. Take care. All right. And that's the end of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it, found it informative. Uh, we'll be back with another podcast next week, along with some videos, hopefully. Yeah, check us out again on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Periscope, One Set. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's everything. Pretty much everything, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, stay tuned, guys. We'll be putting out a lot more videos like this. Peace. In my shows, everybody put their hands up like a smart kid in chemistry class. Goddamn, it's too easy. I ain't stopping no other option presented. Authentic with all these writings, though, really, this shit is simple.